Welcome to The New Next, a podcast that addresses current events and how they will impact the future. You know, on the I mean, time horizon you mentioned, even 20 years ago, the, the time a company would take from inception to IPO, it's been getting longer and longer and longer. Um, so, you know, this is not, uh, you know, the reason these things are seven to 10 years and, and Matt said they're pushing into 15 year funds is, you know, people are staying private longer. Um, you know, it, it, they're, positives and minuses to, to staying private. But, um, you know, it used to be that maybe you would start and spin up and, and you would go IPO or sell in, in two to five years. And that yeah. was great for a seven, seven year fund, but, you know, companies are staying private 10 plus years. Um, and, and so, you know, even if you have thousands of employees, they all have private stock and they can't sell it. So it's like, you know, it's, um, you know, for the business, maybe it's a great, um, you know, way to grow and, and kind of grow without the, you know, overhead of public reporting and all that kind of stuff. But it has, it has drastically changed how people build portfolios and things like that. And, and in terms of the, you know, institutional investors, you know, pension funds and things like that, you mentioned, uh, even, you know, right now where, where we have, you know, the market going down, the public market going down, um, a lot of those places are asking these funds that, you know, they don't reprice their company until a new round um, <laughs> yeah. to, to actually go and mark, mark to market, you know, to, to re reevaluate their portfolios. Um, and, you know, from a fund perspective, you'd prefer not to do that. You know, it yeah. makes it look like you're, you're losing, uh, you're losing money or you're down um, when those companies are continuing to grow. And, you know, in the, in the future, we'll probably, who knows, maybe, maybe be successful. Um, but from a portfolio construction perspective for the institutional investors, you know, they're now massively overweight on these private things, even though, you know, because the public equities reprice and they go down and it's like, well, I can't, they can't put any more money into this area, even when from a market perspective, it's a great time, you know, to, yeah. if you have capital to put it to work, you know, the prices and, and the multiples have come down, you know, Maybe, maybe we'll continue to be kind of in this recessive state for another year or two, but th this is when things get built, right? This is when people yeah. really, you know, you know, everybody that is leaving Amazon and Twitter right now, what are you going to do? Are you going to go build something? Are you going to, you know, it's a great opportunity to find great deals. Um, and, you know, Definitely. if we look at the 2008 and 2007, you know, crash and recession, um, you know, the quote unquote smart money actually stayed out for way too long. Um, and so, but it, but it requires people to kind of suck it up, reprice stuff, um, you know, be realistic about, you know, what's going on and, and make some smart decisions. So. Yeah. I think like to your point, we used to have a lot of regional stock exchanges and like Northwest stuff like that. So you'd see a lot of companies IPO at, a 40, $50 million valuation because they needed the capital. And like, you know, my brother, Eric works, he's a uh, director at um, Silicon Valley bank. And they basically 
or they're publicly traded now, but they started their niche thing with this venture debt investing. So they would provide uh, debt capital, um, you know, oftentimes along with uh, financing rounds for companies where it typically be more equity. So debt capital and also warrants where you provide debt capital that pays you money, but that, that debt is convertible into common stock in the future too. So they, they evaluate, they've kind of filled this niche for uh, that capital need from, you know, kind of your uh, mid series level investing level towards IPO that's allowed people to uh, basically extend, you know, work more on kind of like, I guess, gestating their baby, so to speak, leaving it in the womb a little bit longer. I don't know what to say so before it gets out there and really goes. Um, Cause uh, from, from an investor sense up until recently, you'd typically eventually go to market and then get a higher multiple. So you'd capture more of the upside while it was private and then also get a bigger bump once you actually like went to markets. Um, but I, you know, I think SoftBank with just how much money that they had in recent years really fragmented a lot of the markets and you have companies like Silicon Valley bank and other venture companies that have had still been really prudent investors and not got fully caught up in the hype that are doing really well. But there's a lot of people that got caught with their pants down, so to speak, you know? So, but it's, it's a, if you'd like to learn more about the new next podcast, find us at the new where you can suggest a topic you would like for us to cover. If you enjoyed what you heard, share the podcast, tell a friend about it or rate us with five stars. 